What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tending the Garden podcast. Here is where we expand and reconstruct the understanding and perspectives we have of our minds and the world we live in. I'm Carly Blanchett. And I'm Casey Waters. Let's get to tending. I don't know. For some reason, there's like this thing that I know we keep saying it doesn't matter and there is no pressure, but like I just feel like I have this pressure to like make sure that it's structured and like fit yeah. together. Yeah. What is pressure? I had a pressure yeah. is it is something from well, you know, that's a good question because technically, you know, like we feel a lot of external pressure because it's like influenced by like what the rest of the world is doing or what we think the rest of the world is saying. And the key word there is like what we think. It's like everything that we choose to believe. Like I'm choosing to believe that something is telling me to have structure. Yeah. But do I believe that? Like, is that true? Is that like true to me though? Yeah. And I think I got asked this question, I want to say a year ago. Um, one of my friends was doing a, a class project on you had to make an Instagram account and gain followers. And what they did was it was called Thresher. And, and they, they just would kind of do like a humans in New York and, and ask people and get a photo of them of, of how they thrive under pressure. And, and I kind of spun it on its head and I, I thought about it for a while. Like what is, what is pressure? And, and for me, it's like, I looked at it as almost like, um, a positive thing. Like if I'm, if I'm in a situation to feel pressure, then I've, I feel honored almost where if it is, you have to hit the game winning shot or go out on stage and sing a song. Or, um, I think these are when you feel pressure in, in a good way where it's like, why should I be scared? This is an honor to be put in this situation to feel pressure. Um, so are you saying that that's how you should view it? Like that's a, the positive kind of spin on? Pressure? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there is a positive side. It's, it's more, it, it's not so much dissecting what is pressure, but it's more how to, how I've used pressure to motivate me or to yeah. push me to do something where it's, uh, if you look at it, pressure as negative, you're going to cave in and you're going to fall to it. But if you look at it as a positive thing and and look at it like, wow, I'm put in a situation to do X, Y, Z, that's an honor. And, and and this pressure is, is kind of self-made in a positive way, but you, you were touching on earlier, like what is pressure itself? Like, what is it deep down to its core? What is pressure? And, and I think you touched on it where it's, it's almost like a self self self-made thing. Almost you're putting it on yourself. Right. But, and and that's true. I mean, that's a hard thing to swallow. Like a lot of the things we feel are what we're choosing to believe. But with that being said, okay, I have two things. One of them, they're like not even, they're sort of related. But the first thing is I was just listening to a TED talk about feeling things. That's kind of been my thing lately because like I like to feel and I want to like see what other people that are doing research on that like have to say about it. But Um, She was talking about like unpleasant feelings and what we categorize as like negative feelings. And she was saying how there is like an actual physiological response that happens in our bodies before we actually know what we're feeling. Like our bodies know, you know, fear or humiliation or something that we like, you know, associate negatively. 
Yeah. Uh, like our bodies actually physiologically respond before we have a chance to like say, Oh, I'm, I'm fearful in our minds. Yeah. And that kind of threw me off a little bit in terms of like what I usually say, which is like, you know, you're choosing to believe that story yeah, uh, or like you choose to believe everything. Cause what I was going to say about, about pressure is that, you know, like we can sit here and say, you know, it, there's only pressure if I choose to believe there's pressure. And while I believe that to be true, I think that like a big thing that sits in my mind uh, as of lately is like the rest of the world is very, very loud and yeah. very uh, influential to like a lot of the things that we do and feel and think. And so I kind of like battle back and forth. Like, is it really all in our heads or, you know, is there more? to the story like can we ultimately overcome just with our own like minds which is what you know I've previously started to like venture into believing yeah I think if you allow it to be influenced by outside people or external things then you lose control of it if that makes sense like I think if you allow yourself to gain control of I can do this or I can overcome this or I'm looking at it as a positive way. I think it allows your mind to overcome it easier. But if, if you surrender to this is an outside force or an outside influence affecting me, you're handing the power over to somebody else. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. So I have a question then. When yeah. was the, when was the last time you felt like um, there was pressure? This isn't, I'll directly answer your question at first this came to mind. I always talk about this with people is, is age. And I have this weird thing with, with how old you are. And I think age applies an unneeded pressure to a lot of people saying I'm this age. I have to be married. I have to be making this much money. I have to have a family. I have to, I have to, it's these, I think age applies a lot of social norms. Um, yeah. that is a false pressure to people. Um, I just graduated college, so I have to do X, Y, Z. Um, and, and this whole age thing, the more I talk about it and the more I talk to about people and just kind of shifting their mindsets, like it's kind of just erasing this social norm pressure that you're putting on yourself. Like you're, you're kind of exactly where you need to be and you're right. You're where you are right now is where you need to be for a reason. And, and I think people, this, this, this falsified pressure, and this is kind of tied back into, I think it's a lot of it's self-made and you can make it be a positive thing, but you can also let it eat you alive where I'm, I'm this age. I feel like I should be at this point in my life and I'm not. So it's going to deter me from ever getting there. But if you erase this pressure, look at it differently and, and, and yeah, so I think that's one example I like to talk about this kind of self-made pressure where it's like age, it's just a number. It doesn't mean anything other than that. And and people associate a lot of different pressures due to an age where they think they think you have to be somewhere, but you really don't have to be anywhere. The right. only place you have to be is exactly where you are. But yeah, the, the, you have a good question of when when I felt it. Like the most recent time where you can remember that you felt pressure, you know, obviously because I just said that I feel pressure right now Yeah. to record this podcast in a certain way, but you know, there is no certain way. There is no right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, but that's, that's not, that's like an afterthought. So like I felt the pressure, like, 
you know, she was saying in the video earlier, like, it's like a physiological response. Like I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And that's, that's probably the last time I felt it was just now where it's like, you, you feel like you have to do it a certain way because of what we talked about in the past or what we think people are expecting or, and, and then that text I sent you last night, it's where it's like, no, like we can just do whatever we want to do and talk about whatever we want to talk about. And it's kind of that looking at this pressure differently where it's like, it's a privilege yeah. that we get to, we have the technology to record our talking and, and send it out there. Maybe this is going to help someone think differently. You know what I mean? And, and we, we put all this pressure that we feel like we have to do a certain thing because yeah. And I think that's probably when the last time I felt pressure, honestly, I, I think it was to record this podcast where part of me was like, uh, like, do we have it all planned out? Do we have our topics we want to talk about? And then the kind of a light switch where it's like, no, we don't have to do anything. You know what I mean? We don't have to, this is all just a made up have to. Right. Yeah. Everything, everything is made up when you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everything is, is like, um, the tweet I had a couple of days ago is like a lot of it's just stories you tell yourself and they're all, self-made stories when you're the author and it's yeah. and it's funny when you can think about that and like wow I just wrote this in my head and it's not true they, it can help rewrite a lot of different stories where it's like you might have come to conclusion or, or ended a story because of something you wrote but when you realize it's it's an open book and there's no ending it's it's it can change your perspective on a lot of things yeah Oh my gosh, it'd be when you said there is no end, it made me think of um this this book I'm reading is called The Beginning of Infinity and it is like the most dense book I have ever like picked up in my life. And like granted I went to school for like something science related yeah. and like those textbooks were dense, but like this is like a different kind of dense. Yeah. Like, this guy is like it's unbelievable like how he can like articulate all of these, you know, like he talks about physics and like religion and like its origins and like all of these things. But basically like it's blowing my mind because, you know, he's getting the point across that we are always at the beginning of infinity. Like yeah. there is no end. There truly is no, you know, past like, past only exists when we allow it to, you know, sit in our minds. And like, when we continue to tell those stories or yeah. believe those stories or even relive those stories, you know, but they only happen in our own minds. Like we can't, you know, like in the present time, relive anything that has happened or, you know, live something that is going to happen. It's only moment to moment. Yeah. And I literally threw my head every day, like, you know, those, uh, you know, those lift things that sit in the like dashboard of Lyft driver's cars yes, that like yeah. say your name. It's uh -huh. like, I have one of those in my brain and it always says we are at the beginning of infinity, like that's awesome. over and over and over. And it's just like so prominent in my mind. And it, it's kind of like one of those things where it just reminds me to like not take life so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's super important to remind. Yeah. And, and I like what you said about the past where it's only, it's only in the present in the future if you allow it to, you know what I mean? When, when you bring it up or when you think about it, what's, what would be your suggestion to people that have had, have this past um, experience and it's standing in the way of them and where they want to be, but yet they can't overcome, mm. overcome it. 
uh, like something that they keep thinking about that happened in the past or like, yeah, yeah. It's just hindering them from moving forward. Yeah. Kind of that where, where you're talking about leaving stuff in the past. And if, if I was somebody that was struggling with that, how would you advise them to overcome it or take the steps to overcome it? Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I'm currently dealing with this in my own life. Like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, whatever day over the weekend, we had a full blown like hour long conversation about this, but I think, and you had some really good stuff to say too. So I think that separation is the first thing that I would like to, you know, offer somebody that feels that way. Um, Because I think too often people say like, leave it in the past. Like it's over with, you can't change it. You know, it, it is what it is and like, leave it there and move on. And I think that sort of leaves too many like loose ends. Whereas like, you know, what I was talking about with you, like that was like some childhood, like serious stuff that was like affecting me. And for me to just try to like, it'd be like basically trying to shove it under the rug and like pretend that it's not there, you know, it ends up being like the elephant in the corner of the room that, you know, you know, it's there, but you're like trying to pretend like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think there is a, there's a way to, almost take that like whatever you're dealing with whatever that thing is that happened in the past or a feeling or you know a person even like separate that in your mind or even physically like write it down in a notebook like I personally believe journaling is a huge like a good practice for this kind of stuff but whatever works like separate it in your own mind or on paper and like keep it there so that it's not just like you're trying to get rid of it like you have to face it almost. So separating, you know, the past feelings and emotions that are attached to that, and then still going on with like the rest of your life. Yeah. Would it, yeah. Would you say this is more like, like acknowledge that it's there. Don't run from it. Yeah. To then detach from it. Cause right. Because I think that once you, once you make that first step of separation, like, let's say, you know, for me, like, I took some serious self-reflecting time this past weekend about, you know, this thing in the past that happened to me that, that I feel like was hindering me from moving forward and growing. And I really tried to like separate it, but I also like from my own life. So there was like almost two parts of me. It was like, you know, this, this old part of me that has this past thing attached to it. And then this new part of me that has to keep going forward and keep living. And it's very possible to manage both of these things at the same time. And I think that that's the first step is like creating that separation, like understanding that this past thing doesn't have to necessarily influence you a hundred percent. Like you don't have to drown in it. Yeah. Like it's its own thing. And we're very complex. I mean, we're going to have multiple things like this, maybe even at a time, but I think, taking time to to mindfully separate that thing from where you are right now can allow you a lot of freedom to take where you are now and keep moving forward even if that's like you know snail pace it doesn't matter and then come back to the thing that's you know like hindering you and like this past thing and like reflect on it ask yourself about it like talk to whoever you need to talk to about it Yeah. Yeah. I think I talk about this with some people. Sometimes it's like, uh, I use the analogy, something you have something like deep down in the, in the dark pits of your heart that, that you don't want to shine a light on. 
and yeah. and you're always going to find a way to distract yourself from from facing that and and it's never going to go away until like you said you, you have to be mindful and and you have to accept that it's there and dissect why it's there so you can then detach from it and i think that's a lot of people it's taking that first step into shining a light where it's like i really don't want to go here but but I'm, it's always going to hinder me if, if I allow it to. Um, right. I, I always say that um, things like that, it's, if we choose to keep running away from it, it's just going to follow us around and like chase us around. Yeah. And, and, and I have to turn around and actually face it and be like, okay, what's yeah, up? Yeah. And, and I'm talking from experience cause I do that all the time. Um, I find myself running from things that I, I want to talk about and want to, attack head on, but always find a, a distraction or a, a thing to do instead of that um, and talk myself out of it. So it's, it's definitely tough, but um, yeah. So that's what I was kind of saying, like steps into steps into attacking that or, or facing your fears. Um, yeah. that's kind of what I tweeted about is these fears are just, just a lie. They're just kind of false stories um, that you tell yourself and a kid what I say, yeah, they're false stories. And the more you think about them, the, the higher the wall builds. And if you realize yeah. that this wall is fake, then it, it will disappear. And, yeah. and life's on the other side. And the kid messaged me back and said, the realization is not as easy as it seems though. And I, and I was like, damn, that's really good. It, it, that's the hard part. You know what right. I mean? That's, yeah. that's the very dense part of it is the realization of, of these fears and why they exist. And, and, so that's why he, he said it's, it's more baby steps to then climb over the wall and you can't just realize it and then it's gone. Yeah. And I think it's different, you know, based on person, based yeah, on. I think, and that's what I said. And yeah. And that's what I said. Cause I said, sometimes I like to, I was going to go into like, kind of like a ripping off the bandaid analogy where it's like, I kind of like the approach. It's like, if I keep doing this, then it's, it's not going, going to go away. So like, the final time I'm like, fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? Like send it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and kind of just like ripping the bandaid off where it's like, this isn't going to hinder me anymore. This, this wall I built is not real. And as soon as I realize it, it's, it's me ripping off the bandaid. So it's definitely a person by people want to look at it differently and then whatever helps you to, to do that and attack fear. Yeah. You just got to find what works best for you. And sometimes it, it takes a little bit of courage to, to build up time to face that or shine the light on the thing that that's been hidden. Um, yeah. So for, you know, adding to the question you asked and this advice, this advice is actually from you. So let's just give you credit really quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was struggling real hard this last weekend <laughs> and I sat on my bathroom floor and I talked to Casey for like an hour on the phone. And like, it's like I had this huge revelation afterwards, although it, it wasn't so, you know, seemingly so yeah. revelant, but as for me, it was internally. Um, but you told me, I said, okay, I understand. Like I can sit here and I know that I have to let go. I know that I have to forgive people who never said, sorry. I know I have to move on from this, but I, I don't know what steps I'm supposed to take to make that happen. Like the advice I just gave people to, you know, physically separate, that's just like, recognition and like yeah. acceptance of this thing. And that's a huge step. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of people stop after that because there's not like no active practice to like keep working on it. And I think I challenged you in that moment because I was like, dude, I don't know yeah. 
what I'm supposed to do. And you were, I mean, it was awesome advice because I've been doing it this whole week, but you told me to think about what, like what situations that happen in my current life that trigger that, that past thing to like come up. Like, when do I feel that? Like at its most like inner child, like almost like primal, um, subconscious state. Like, so, uh, just to give like quick context, like I'm dealing with feelings of abandonment and it's showing up in parts of my life that I don't want it to show up. Like for example, in my relationship. And so I was like, okay, I recognize this. I'm trying to face it, but what do I do with it? It's just going to sit here with me until I like actively chip away at it. Like, how do I tend to that? Yeah. And you said to like recognize like mindfully in situations and write it down. And, you know, being somebody who always has a journal and like, you know, write stuff down. I literally did that. Like yeah. the other night we were, Roscoe and I were playing Scrabble and I just felt inside my body that I was like irritable, like for whatever reason, there was many reasons that were actually not logical, but I was writing all of them down. I'm like, this is annoying me. This is making me irritated. You know, this makes me feel this way. And you know, I'm like writing in my journal. So like vigorously, and we're like trying to play this game and he's looking at me. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I was like, I want you to know that I am actively doing like self-reflecting while I'm showing up in my real life. Yeah. Like about this thing that I'm dealing with. And he That's powerful. looked at me and he was like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I'm so glad you're doing that. And it was like, like a double whammy almost. Like I was doing this super intense, like in the moment self-reflecting, but I was also living, you know, my life as normal. Yeah. Like as this adult that I'm trying to be and become, and it was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. And I think we talked about that too. It's, it's why I was like the term, um, become your your greatest version shout out to roscoe but we always use right. but i love the the becoming of it where where you're never you're never a final product you're always striving for this this greater version you're and, always becoming yeah and you're always becoming until until you die it's it's always a evolving process where like you said you're still showing up in your daily life but but you're doing this self-reflecting to to help grow and and to change and, and to change your perspective and and help grow yours and Roscoe's relationship and also your, your garden and intending to that. And I think that's what hitting back on what we were talking about earlier is taking that time to, to shine the light and to then digest it. You know what I mean? Like to, to write about it or to just think about it. And a lot of people struggle, I think, and I do too. It's, it's when you feel this feeling, it's, it's that close up, go find something to distract me. You know what I mean? It's not this, like, let me kind of sulk in this. Let me really try to chew this, 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 piece I don't want to chew because it's always it's like you said it's always going to show up until you realize okay why you like why are you showing up like this this feeling of abandonment why are you why are you here and and you're confronting and asking that that feeling why it's there and then once you start to realize this is when it shows up this is the context in which it shows up you start to realize okay it's it's this abandonment, but it's stemming from something else. You know what I mean? And, and it's just this next step in digesting. And um, yeah, that's super powerful. And that's, that's awesome. You and Roscoe have that, that relationship. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm super grateful for that. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Um, that brings up a lot of things. And like my mind was just going in like a million different places. But um, the one I can remember is, you know, everything that you just said and what we just said, kind of ties back into the pressure thing 
So the thought that I was having while we were saying all of this is like, it was really cool to be able to be vulnerable and transparent and write, you know, this self-reflecting thing about this very, very deep, deeply rooted, like thing that's like, you know, following me around and whatever, while I'm, while, like, while I said I was living, you know, my normal life and like being able to talk about it with my significant other. Um, but I think that a lot of people don't, uh, spend enough time, like prioritizing that self-reflection time or that it's too, they're looking for something too structured. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and call like the rest of the world out, but <laughs> cause I don't know what everyone does, but I feel like that's kind of an underlying issue that's been, you know, we've slowly been recognizing because like self-love has become a huge trendy thing as of lately, which is great. Yeah. But I think, um, self-love is still very surfaced, just love everything about yourself. And that has a lot to do with like physical. Yeah. Whereas like not so much internal. Yeah. With that being said, I think that kind of ties back into the pressure thing that we were talking about, like this pressure from the rest of the world to constantly be doing something productive, like especially right now in our 20s, like where if we're not, you know, looking for, you know, the next best thing, or if we're not making moves to build our own business or become, you know, a successful entrepreneur or working for, you know, a fortune, whatever company, like, what are we doing? If we're not out there trying to find our soulmate and create a family, like we are wasting our time. Yeah. And I think that ties back into the first episode where we talked about like asking why, and like this, this ties into like the, like the pressure and the age thing. Like, why do I feel like I have to be doing this? You know what I mean? Why, why do I feel like I have to be at this place or pursuing this certain occupation or feel like I have to be married at the, you know what I mean? It's, it's this, yeah. it's this, why am I doing this? Um, and it's just a pressure that you're, you're kind of putting on yourself. I mean, I think that a lot of the things that are coming up in more of the popular world, like. Uh, like I said, self-love or like meditation is another thing, like meditation practices and yoga, like all of those things are great for, you know, self-care and such. But I think there's still a a part of that is missing with like, you know, kind of what we're doing. And I think that's why we're doing what we're doing. Part about actually digging into the things that you're feeling while you you know, meditate or yeah, like yeah. while you practice yoga, like the, the thoughts that arise, like I know for, and these are powerful practices and I practice them both, but like meditation and yoga, uh, teach you how to like let thoughts arise and then let them go. Yeah. And that's great. I think there is a time and a place for that, but I also think there's a time and a place for like what we're talking about. And I think that's what a lot of us are missing that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that's why, why we thought we could help a lot of people just recording this, just showing kind of like us talking through, through these certain things, but talking about pressure, I thought about a thing um, my friend Jaden and I talked about about a week ago, but, but it it ties into pressure because we, we talked about how you feel, we feel like we have pressure to, to justify every decision we make. And we talked about this, like um, it was, it was about going out to the bar in 
and I didn't want to go out to the bar, but I felt like the people asking me to go out, I had to justify or give them a reason why I didn't want to go to the bar. And then me and Jade and I dissected it and, and we're like, we don't like that. I choose to not do this or I choose to do this because I choose to do it. You know what I mean? And, and I, yeah. that's another pressure I feel where it's like, I feel like every decision I make, it feels like it has to be, be justified from something external or something that, yeah, yeah, external where, where no, this is just a sole decision I want to make because I want to make it. And, right. and I think that that's another method that I've used recently that alleviates a lot of self-made pressure where it's like, I'm just, I'm starting this podcast because I want to start this podcast. There's no other rhyme or reason. I want to go work out because I want to work out. I want to go to this restaurant or eat this food because I'm choosing to do that. There's no other rhyme or reason why. And I think that that helps shift my mindset a lot with, with decisions where it's like, why do I feel like I have to justify this? Why do I feel like I have to explain myself? Um, yeah. and, and it's just kind of like a, a mental shortcut that saves a lot of time and, and self-induced pressure where it's like, no, you can make a decision because you want to make that decision. And there's no other reason. And I think that ties into self-love too, where it's like, I'm doing this for me and me only. And, and then, and that's not for every decision. You, you can't be selfish with everything, but, but I think a lot of our decisions can be tied back to this where it's like, you know, you can do something for yourself and for yourself only. And, and that's the rhyme or reason why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. How do you tie that into like questioning the things that you do? You said, I'm going to eat this food because I want to eat this food. Yeah. I think there's like, I agree with you. Yeah. And that's because I've questioned the food that I eat. Yes. Whereas like there are some people who are using it as a defense mechanism. Like, oh, I'm going to eat this because I'm sick of hearing everybody telling me that I should maybe not eat this. Yeah. Yeah. And I like think they've, they've kind of narrowed their lines and like never question, okay, like, should I really be eating this? Yeah. I think this touches on both of us being vegan that we get this so much where it's like, I feel like I have to always justify why I eat the things I eat. Yeah. And, and it's this like external pressure, but then it's alleviated when it's like, yeah, I want to educate people. And like, this is what I've learned and this is why I do it. But like, sometimes I can just be like, I just, choose to eat this stuff because I choose to eat it. You know what I mean? It's, it's this, I'm not trying to push something on you that, you know what I mean? I, I yeah. You yeah. Know, like, like, I feel like I have to justify why I'm doing it, but really I don't, you know what I mean? Really. Does that happen to you a lot still? Like do people yeah, all the time? Yeah. That? Yeah. All and the time. How do you, how do you handle those situations? I've learned that just stating why, like if, if, if I have time, I love, I love talking about it. I love educating somebody on why on my own personal decision, but people that I've already encountered or talked to about it, it's kind of like, I just, you know, man, I eat this because I eat it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of why I've handled it where it's like this education on it is super powerful. If the person's willing to be open to hear about it. Um, yeah. And I kind of, that's maybe more of an internal decision or yeah, it's like, like you read the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Read, reading the person and is, is their question coming out of curiosity or is it, is it stemming from a like defense mechanism? Yeah. And that's kind of where I have to gauge internally. And that's kind of why I treat certain situations differently. 
but yeah, I think, I think the whole going out thing really with this whole decision thing is where it stemmed from because it's like, Oh, I don't want to go out because X, Y, Z, I have to wake up early, but deep down, I just don't want to go out because I didn't want to go out. You know what I mean? And, and I felt like I always had to give these explanations on why, why I was doing it. But, but sometimes it's just, best said, I'm making the decision because, because I want to make it. And I'm reading this book called blink and it's about split decisions and, and trusting your intuition. And he, they talk about that sometimes like just the intuition of what you feel sometimes gauges a better decision-making than analyzing every reason why you should or shouldn't make that decision. And I think that ties into where it's like, it doesn't allow you to overanalyze a situation by trying to justify it. It's just this intuition feeling like, I don't feel like I want to go there or do that or. Yeah. Like, how did you get to a point where you feel like you can trust your intuition? Like, I know a lot of people might wonder, uh, like, how do I know that, you know, this is my intuition or, uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't yeah, I have an answer. So yeah. that's yeah. why I'm asking you, like, no, it's this... hard to explain. It's one of those things that's like, ah, it's, it's more of just like a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And but... I think this one's dense for me to try to yeah. dissect. And I get this a lot because I've had talks with people that, that I've thrown some out. I was like, I think, like, I was like, I believe everyone's like inherently good. Like, I think everyone, no matter what they, what they've done deep down below multiple layers I don't know. Mm -hmm. It could vary on the person, but, but behind all these layers, there's, there's this, this ability to gauge what's good and what's not. And I think every human has that. And and when I've said this to people, they, they've asked the same question, like, but how do you know, you know what I mean? Like, how do you know this intuition? Like, how do you know? And and it's intuition is, is a locked door. Uh, it's, It's a subconscious thing where it's even this book blink. That's a, a PhD professor, he, they still are trying to unlock this door and figure out why we do some of the things we do. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's knowing yourself is really the, what I would say is, is knowing, knowing yourself. And I think there's always this little voice in your head that is telling you what you should be doing or should do. And it's, it's the ability to block out the other noise and still run with that little voice um, is what I've, I've found. And, and it's a tough question. It's a dense one that, that I don't know the exact answer. Um, but, but it's when I get that just hunch or that feeling that like, this is right. This is, this is what I need to be doing right now. Um, and this, yeah. And maybe this ties back into the whole religion thing we talked about over text, um, a topic, but, yeah, I think I don't know. This is it's a tough. I don't know what. Yeah, that's a very dense question. Yeah. I, now that you're speaking about it, and I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I think it really is knowing yourself. Um, I mean, and then you could ask the question, well, how do I get to know myself? And you could go on for days and days, but um, I think even knowing yourself is kind of intuitive thing. Like, yeah. And you can always know more because we are always becoming. Yeah. But um, I think there are a lot of ways to like recognize intuition. And I think that, um, you know, when somebody says like, well, trust your intuition or trust your gut, you'll know if it's right yeah. or wrong. Like, I think people assume that it's always at the beginning, like yeah. either right before something happens or right when something happens that you'll just like, no. Yeah. But I think sometimes intuition is 
cultivated over time. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that's almost practiced a little bit. Yes, this, because yes. Because you get to know yourself. You're like, actually, you know what? That wasn't, that's what that feeling was. That wasn't yeah. actually, you know, this thing. It was, it was my intuition and I should have done that. And it's like an act of learning and, and, and you grow in, yeah. in your intuition. And I think I use, I don't use the word intuition, but that same concept I use when I try to explain to people like why I eat the way that I eat. Yeah. Um, I think that was more, that was a growing intuition thing. So when I first, you know, started eating vegan and cutting out, you know, most animal products and stuff, it wasn't like I immediately knew that this was going to be good for me. Like, I mean, there's enough facts to back up that I probably would feel better. Yeah. But there was, you know, those gaps of like the unknown and like the gray areas, of course. And we still, we still don't really know there are, you know, arguments for both sides, but I think over time, the longer that I did it and the more that I, I just like kept checking in with how I like felt and how I was feeling. It was like, you know what, this, this is right. And my, my intuition would kind of turn on a lot and in situations where I'd be like, not feeling like I wanted to like necessarily cheat or like eat an animal product, but like just the thought would come up. Like if I was around other people that were eating it, I was just like, you know what? My intuition is telling me like, you don't even, you don't even want that. Like you literally do not want it and you don't even need it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think doing practicing, you know, eating plant-based has done uh, like many, many things for me in terms of just like growing in so many ways, like physically, mentally, and emotionally. But yeah, I think, yeah, it ties into, for me, it was self-control where it's like, you realize yeah. that a lot of it's controllable. A lot of it is um, like, you don't, yeah, like you said, like, I don't need to do this. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it ties into pressure too. Like you said, in social settings, that's when you feel it. It's like, you feel pressured to do a certain thing, but but really you don't have to, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's okay if you, if you don't. And, and no one really cares, honestly, the, the people that, that, that care about something are the people that what I've learned is, is are either like gel, not jealous, but like, uh, they're sort of envious of the fact envious. that you can just stand there and do yes. exactly what you want. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Or, or the people asking questions are curious and, and want right. and want to learn, and I'm not saying we're right and they're wrong, but, but this, like you said, it carries over in a lot of different assets or facets of life where mm-hmm. that's usually where, where it tends to stem from. Right. I mean, Roscoe and I went to um, Huntsville for Thanksgiving and like we were around a bunch of people who don't technically eat vegan and, you know, like most of them are open to like at least trying it you know, somebody had noted to Roscoe, like, you know, what's cool about you and Carly, you know, technically being vegan is we would never like, we would never know if we never ate with you. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, and we, even then, unless you were like really paying attention, you still wouldn't know. Yeah. Because we just do what we need to do for ourselves. Like there is no explaining to other people. And that's when I'm going to eat, you know, the one thing on the menu that I can get and that's it because that's what I want to do. Yeah. And that's, and this ties into a couple of things. You got, you got my mind racing, but, but when you, when you feel comfortable, you feel like it needs no explanation. Right. If, if you feel like you're genuinely like, like you said, like you're, you, you believe you're doing the right thing for you. 
And so that way you don't feel like you have to push it on somebody else. Or um, I, I see when people- Oh, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of people when, when they, they really deep down don't believe what they're saying. They try yeah. to push the belief onto you. But the most powerful thing, and, and I talked about this when it, my dad in sales, it's like, I, got, I was in an interview and they're asking me like, could you do cold calls? And I was like, well, like if I truly believed in the product I was selling, I could do cold calls, but I couldn't yeah. call on a product that I've never used or don't truly sold from the bottom of my soul believed in. And, yeah. and if I didn't know, you know what I mean? And I couldn't genuinely do that. And I think the best type of sales and, and, and this ties into marketing is, is, where you're not pushing this product or service on somebody, you're just stating why you do it and that's it. You know what I mean? There's no, yes, 100%. There, there's no pressure for you to buy it or to subscribe to this service, but this is why we believe in it and this is why we do it and we do it for ourselves. You know what I mean? We don't really, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that ties into where it's either the curiosity, but, but when people believe something that deep down they're not super strong in, it's you get that pushed on, you know what I mean? You get that, you feel like they're forcing you to, to believe what they believe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. That's why for the longest time, and I still don't even call myself a vegan. Like I, ref- I like hate saying that. I mean, yeah. Me and my mom, I was like, it's plant-based. If we say something, it's plant. Cause yeah. vegan, I feel like it just has such like a negative connotation where it's like, I, yeah, that's why, and- that's why whenever I talk to people, they're like, and it's funny because people get confused. They're like, I'm like, no, I eat pretty much, you know, like 100% plant-based, like give or take some. Yeah, and, yeah. And they're like, what, so you don't eat like meat? And I was like, no. And they're like, but you eat like dairy? I'm like, no. And they're yeah. like, wait, so you're vegan? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, and because I choose not to put myself in that box because, yeah. I mean, technically, I don't actually fit in the box because I yeah. still use honey. Yeah. And I still if we go out for sushi, you know, damn well that I'm getting the freaking one with salmon and, yeah. and all of that stuff on it. Cause it's freaking delicious. Yeah, and like there's yeah. too much, um, like gray area with fish. Like I yes. love fish and I won't give that up. That's one thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, and I get to choose, like there yeah. are no rules. I get yes. to choose how I eat. I get yes. to choose how, when I want to practice it. And when I don't, there, there is no right or wrong. And I think it's almost humorous to me because it, it really doesn't affect me. Yeah. Like, and I can't say that with everything in my life. I wish I could. And that's what I'm trying to, you know, like practice getting to, but with the food that I eat and the way that I eat, I'm so confident in it that it's not even funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really don't care. Like I will listen to you if you want to like talk to me about something. Um, I will go to dinner with you if you want to eat a huge, you know, like plate of ribs. Like it doesn't bother me. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I'm here to do what I want. Yeah. And I think that's, if everyone in this, obviously we're talking about food, but carries over to, to any, any facet of your life. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you, you have to take, but, but you, you're this confident because you took the time to do it and to dedicate yourself to it and learn about and, and listen to your body and how you reacted. And you know what I mean? You took the yeah. time. To, so now you feel confident in it and you feel like, like you're doing this for you. And it's kind of like that. I don't need to, justify anything to anyone you know what I mean it's, it's it's for me and I feel best when I do this and yeah um, yeah and that's I mean obviously that's where people need to get with and I need to get you know what I mean with with certain things and and yeah absolutely doing the digging and the education and the 
asking yourself why you do what you do. And if you do that enough, then you'll get to a point where you're like, I'm confident. And that's where I think that intuition stems through. You know what I mean? Maybe this, that, that is what peels back the layer of the onion and you're starting to see like, okay, now I understand the root of it more and, and why I do it. And yeah, just, just thinking out loud. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I mean, absolutely. And it's, it's funny because I even, I even struggle like with like wanting to like announce that I don't eat meat or like, and not because I'm scared of what people are going to say, but because I really don't want your input. Yeah. Like I really, I think that eating is a private thing, just like I think religion is. And I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's, yeah. They're kind of one and the same to me because it's it, in a general sense, because like I practice eating this way because that's true to me. I also practice this spiritual or this, you know, religion yeah. because it's true to me. And I don't yeah. need to go around and, you know, tell everybody about it. I can, yeah. but um, I mean, in a, in a way that I feel like is like preachy or that I need to push it on people. Like that's not really my, that, yeah. that's not the way I like to approach things. Like you were saying earlier, like, because I agree. I think if you don't truly believe something, you're going to go around and like preach it to everybody else because you want, you want people to almost like justify your belief. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember us talking about religion a while back and it's like, kind of like, why do you do it? And I explained like, this is why I believe what I believe. Yeah. And, and we talked about this. It's like a lot of times you see people in the religion realm that like push beliefs on somebody, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. this is the only way, this is the right way. But like, this all ties back to our beginning too, where it's like everyone handles different things differently. You know what I mean? Everyone handles yeah. things differently and, and you got to find what's best for you. And, and, and this is why I practice what I practice and what I believe, what I believe, but this is why I do it. You know what I mean? It's not why you should do it. And, right. And right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why when, when and if, which is not often in conversation, I might offer to somebody, you know, at least trying a plant-based diet and it's always an offer. It's never a tell. And it's always a try, never a do. Like I always say, you know, I'm just going to offer you this personal experience that I had. And I know a few other people had, and maybe you should give it a shot and see how it feels for you. Yeah. Like I never say that this is the end all be all. I never say that, you know, this is right and you're wrong. I yeah. never, ever want to push things on people because I don't think that there is a one size fits all for, you know, every freaking human on this planet. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's too many, too many people for that kind of stuff. And I think yeah. religion and like any sort of spiritual practice is the same way. And, you know, living in the South, it is pretty difficult to not be a church goer. Yeah. Like you're kind of, in a weird way, it's almost like that pressure thing. Like I felt so much pressure here to, you know, be a Christian and go to church. Yeah. I just, and it's not that I've never explored it. It's not that I am like an atheist or that I'm saying, you know, it's not true or any of that stuff. I just don't feel the desire to practice it because I, whatever practices I have currently are, are enough for me. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that brings me back to like you and I, and even Roscoe, like, I think all of us have, you know, differing kind of religious and spiritual views, but you and I can still do this and we can still have this conversation. Yeah. And it, it just shows me again, that it's not that serious. And like, yeah. it, it truly is a private practice. And if you take out, like, when I talk to people about Christianity, like, I know you and I have said this before, yeah but I just like 
in my own mind, when they're speaking about God, I just take the word God out. And I'm like, you know what? I freaking agree with you. <laughs> like yeah. everything you're saying is like, I believe, but I just don't attach it to this, this specific person or concept or, you know, whatever God is to them. And that's okay. There, there's a lot there, you know, we're allowed to have differences. And I think that's something in the South that I've just like, yeah, I really stand in my truth on. I think that's a trend. I see a lot of people where it's like, I'm not, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Like, right. I think that's a very common thing now where it's people like, I'm not going to put my myself in a box of this religion, but I mm-hmm. do believe there's a higher power. You know what I mean? I do believe that there's something else You know, that's, that's larger than us, but it's this, like you said, the remove of the name or, or whatever. Um, yeah. and I see that, that trend popping up and f- for good reason, I see, um, it kind of eliminates a lot of social, this goes back into pressure. Like you feel like you have to do this because they say you have to do it. You know what I mean? Even though maybe your intuition is telling you this doesn't feel right. This isn't the right thing. I think that's what people are trying to get rid of is this like box or this feel like you have to do this. I mean, I, if anybody wants to know, wants to know like one really strong thing about me, it's that I just like refuse to put myself in boxes. Yeah. And I mean, not with everything because I think boxes definitely serve a purpose, but like I definitely allow myself the freedom to like step in and out of boxes. And I think that it's okay to, you know, change your mind or, yeah, you know, I one think, day I'm going to be here and one day I'm going to be here. Why not? Yeah. I think it's important to have permanent boxes that don't yeah. ever shake. That's like your, that's like your morals and like values. Yes. Yes. But, but with anything else, allowing yourself to hear other perspectives or takes and digesting those where you kind of have a more makeshift box. You know what I mean? You can kind yeah. of adjust it to, Oh, I really like that. Like, let me look into that and not, you know what I mean? And, but, but you also have these moral boxes that, that don't shake that don't move. And so I think it's important to have those boxes when it comes to those. But other than that, I, I see like, yeah, allowing yourself to just see, see different, see things differently. You know what I mean? It allows you not being in a box with a couple of topics we're talking about is, is allowing you to see other perspectives. And, right. and, and if you're really in a box to see the other perspective is really hard. Right. Which is why, and I just had this thought and I think this, what I just previously said could be better said as build your own boxes. Yeah. Yep. You know, like, and they don't even have to be boxes. They can be whatever you want. Like build your own life. Like, yeah. And I think we're all, we're all just like automatically put into boxes when yeah. our, when we're kids, because we don't know any better. Yep. And like the world tells us, our parents tell us, our siblings tell us, you know, whomever, um, we have to get out of those and like decide which ones we might want to take with us and which ones we don't, and then create our own or completely yeah. start over and create our own freaking box or erase the box. Yeah. And I think this ties into unlearning and me and you really love that topic of like you said, you're, you're putting these boxes as a kid and cause, cause your parents believe this or your siblings or your friends, or you grew up in a certain area. So you believe X, Y, Z, but, but unlearning that, you know what I mean? Like, like removing yourself from that box to learn, okay, why is that box there? What is it? And let me learn, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and unlearning what you learned and unlearning these boxes where, where the morals, not the, not the moral boxes. You know what I mean? Those, I want to hit on that. Like those are always the concrete honesty. You know what I mean? These, these don't shake or move and should always 
radiate through the other boxes. But yeah, yeah the unlearning is, is that moving of boxes or erasing of boxes or making them larger or smaller or morphing them around the information you're learning and as you grow. And I think never being stagnant and never being building a concrete box that's not morals or how you, you know what I mean? How you treat people or your mm-hmm. belief. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Unlearning to relearn. Yeah, unlearn. And I saw it a lot with, we've been talking about religion, I'm going to talk about politics, but um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, the, the big don'ts. But uh, I see that with politics and not saying one side or the other, but I see a lot of friends grow up in, and, and it's, it's fine if you believe what your parents believe. That's, that's perfectly fine. But, but taking the time to unlearn why you grew up believing what you believe and, and relearn and find the best candidate to vote for for those reasons. Not because, yeah. not because your parents pushed that belief on you, but because you took the time to objectively analyze these candidates and, and topics and, 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 and vote for yourself. And I'm, I'm not saying vote for this certain candidate, but, but, but taking the time to unlearn what, what you've grown up and we're taught and relearn it. And it might be the same, but, but taking that time to step back and say, okay, do I believe what I believe just because this belief was pushed on me or do I really truly believe it? And I think there's a difference between the two. Yeah. And that go that, I mean, that goes right back to questioning yourself. Like, I mean, I just thought about, you know, if you were watching a debate or something like that and, you know, given the things that they're talking about, you could ask yourself, like, what do I believe? Yeah. Not what is, but like, I mean, just at the core of everything to like get to know yourself better, if nothing else, like, what do you believe? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's good. I mean, we talked on religion and politics. But <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we're here to do is to just like talk about everything. Nobody everything. Else talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I like this, but but yeah, it kind of all stemmed from that, that, that pressure talk that we had at the beginning where it's like, I think pressure almost builds these walls. You know what I mean? Pressure builds these walls fast and you feel like they have to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's almost a construction. And like I said, it's building these walls and, and that's, it's realizing that they're, they're not real is the hard part or that they're movable or that they can be adjusted is the hard part, but realizing it is the first, the first step. Mm-hmm. That was awesome that we just started talking about <laughs> me feeling the pressure for this podcast, like almost unknowingly. And then it totally stemmed into this. Yeah. So yeah. Conversation and it worked out. All the pressure is gone. I don't yeah. It's feel, gone. It's yeah. It's, I don't feel pressure anymore. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah. So, so we're, we hope you took something out of this, about pressure, the, the countless other talks we had. And yeah, Carly and I will be here uh, next Sunday. If you wanna um, submit some things you're struggling with or topics you want us to talk about, like you said, um, you can email me at Casey at MediteCreative.com or Casey Waters on Instagram. Um, Carly, you wanna drop your handles? Yeah, my handles are so long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Um, you can message me on Instagram. My email is being stupid and I don't know why. You can message me on Instagram. I hate spelling this out, but it's my name spelled out in words and it's S-E-A-A-Y-E-A-R-E-E-L-W-H-Y. C-A-R-L-Y. But 
that just made me think of like how I'm so fixed on never changing my Instagram name. But like now that I have to do this, it's like <laughs> maybe I should just change it to something more simple. <laughs> yeah, we might have to work on that this week. But, <laughs> but Carly and I are hope, hope you took something out of this talk. Like I said, we'll be here next Sunday. Message us if you want us to touch on any topics um, or if you want us to dissect the feeling or whatever you're struggling with. So we appreciate we'd love to hear from you. That's yeah. We'd love to hear from you. We, that's, that's what we live for is, is helping people overcome hurdles or struggles that they're, they're trying to get over. So yeah, don't be afraid to message us. Um, everything's confidential. We hope you took some out of this and we'll see you next week. We appreciate you for listening.